everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guide. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising and small business in the local area. And it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just trying to learn more about the field. On today's episode, we get the benefit of introducing Andy Hoig, who is known very well as a publisher and CEO in town. I want to thank you for being here today. Andy is the publisher and CEO of the Midlands Business Journal and Ale Edge Publications. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Well, Blake, I am so happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. And the relevance, of course, is it's entrepreneurs that listen to what we talk about. Any experienced entrepreneur knows that you got to have great sources of information on what's going on in the industry, in small business, and what you write and what your family has been publishing for decades is a very important component of that. And frankly, we see business journals like the Midlands, like the Midlands Business Journal in most major metros, right? Yeah, there there are. Um, I think any city, uh, most cities, small and large, have have a business journal. Yeah. Tell us, if you don't mind starting at the beginning, tell us about the history of the Midlands Business Journal, founded by your father, right? Yes, absolutely. So my father, Robert G. Hoig, uh-huh. uh, founded Midlands Business Journal in 1975. Um, just a quick, fun story. Uh, he had been in publishing, um, working at the Omaha World Herald, the Sun newspaper, worked for the Miami World Herald. Um, but he had an idea to start um, a weekly business publication. And so he's sitting around at the Omaha Press Club with a bunch of the guys telling them, hey, I've got this idea for this weekly business publication. And they said, you're crazy. <laughs> you're just, you're crazy. There's not enough business stories. There's not enough advertising. This is never going to fly. And uh, I'm so glad he did not listen to them uh, because he started it up. And here we are almost 50 years later um, and celebrating just what this business community is all about. An entrepreneur who yeah. who launched mm-hmm. the Entrepreneurial Journal yes. to the benefit of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a couple years ago, I figured out that MBJ, um, if you look over the course of the of the decades it's been around, has reported on over thirty thousand small business stories. Wow, um, stories 30, on small business. Yeah, over you know thirty thousand stories on small business that probably would not have been told. Yeah. So that's um that's pretty significant. That is very significant, yeah. isn't it? A big big impact in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Big impact on a lot of families. Yeah. Wow. What, what keeps you, so you've been in the publishing game your whole life, formally took things over when your father passed on with the Midlands Business Journal. Right. What keeps you passionate and inspired to stay in your field? Well, you, my father did pass away in 2019. So um, 2020, I took on the role of owner, CEO, publisher of Midlands yeah. Business Journal. And, you know, I love telling stories, sharing stories. Um, every business owner, entrepreneur has a story. I mean, you just didn't, you weren't born into the industry, <laughs> whatever, whatever your, your business is. Right. Um, there 
were there are things along the way that really created and got you to where you where you are and some of them um, have been great and some of them have been incredibly challenging and a lot of times we kind of just look at people and just kind of you know project or think that we kind of know who they are or how they got there um, but we really don't and I'm I love learning about the journey for people um, and their businesses it's just it's it's incredible and it's inspiring. And that's what inspires me. I bet it does. Yeah. Yeah. You see a lot of stories that you think. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember some of your favorite stories? Oh, darn it. I <laughs> wish you knew that question was coming, right? Well, I, I knew it in the last. You could feel that question generating seconds. in that's my so brain, funny. right? <laughs> um, oh, gosh, Blake. I wish um, I would have been thought about this beforehand. Um, you know what? Give me as we're talking. No let problem. me kind of just go yeah. through just my that Rolodex on uh, my brain and see if I can come up with because yeah. because th- there's good. There's always there's always great ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me uh, shoot over to something that that you can do with your with your eyes closed and your brain half. Sure. Half, and that is go for it. Advice you would give. I mean, being able to put your business out there and to tell your story to the community to whoever your audience is, whoever your customer is going to be. That's an incredibly important piece of being successful yes. in any small business. Having the experience you have, what advice would you give to new business owners or just business owners that are concerned or are nervous about pitching their own story, right? right? So it, getting into the brain of the publisher, sure. what should we be aware of and, and what should we think about and not think about? Yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, don't let the fear of reaching out and sharing your story stop you from doing that because a lot of times I notice people that for whatever reason that they don't that there's some hesitant sorry I can't say that word hesitancy to nailed it yeah thank you (laughs) to um to brag is not the word but to put yourself out there you know um it's so important and if you're if you're not going to do it I mean nobody's going to do it for you and you really have to look at why you started doing what you're doing and let that inspire you to reach out. You know, for us, you know, it's by email or you can actually even go to our website, mbj.com. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, a tab or a submit button for story ideas. So, and I think a lot of publications have that. So it's not just us, but right. take it, take some time and look at areas um, or media where you can do that and start tooting your own horn for, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, it, it, it really, you started a business for a reason, um, for a need, for the desire to serve, you know, certain people, um, certain industries and let that carry you forward because entrepreneurs, business owners are brave very brave. Not everybody can is an entrepreneur, and not everybody is capable of running a business. Um, and just I think knowing that that you're that you stepped into something that not a lot of the 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 majority of the the population is not are not business owners. So you're in an area that that you really should be proud of, and and think what else is possible with what you're doing that you might not have thought possible and that other people, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the risk and take the leap to keep moving forward, especially now. 
very true. You miss 100% of the shots that you never take. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, and absolutely. You just don't realize that. You wake up and you're like, where did time go? Yeah. So. Yeah. So you've had a few of your own entrepreneurial pursuits. It's, yes. It's not like this is your first rodeo. No. What are some of your proudest moments in the world of small business and starting up your own publications or growing them? Things that really stand out for you in your career. Well, I, I'll tell you just a little history about Metro Magazine, okay. um, which is uh, under ALH Publications. But when I was 26, uh, my father had started a publication called um, Metro Monthly. He decided to, to you know, cease, cease operations on that. And that was back in 1991. And I, you know, at 26 went up and said, hey, why don't, you know, what if I took this over? What if I yeah. bought this from you? So he sold it to me um, for a dollar. Uh, and I, but I'll tell you, it wasn't necessarily making any money. I mean, there was a reason yeah. why he was, he was, it's not like you got a good deal on yeah, it, so it, to speak. it. There was a reason why he was shutting it down. <laughs> so I literally took my light table, my pica pole, um, layout sheets, a computer and moved everything into my little apartment. Um, and just started putting out a monthly newspaper, which I had been more involved in the sales side of it. Uh, okay. Not in the layout, so I really I had to figure out layout pretty darn quickly because I was the layout person for for many many years. But there was something in the ownership, and the creativity, and also I mean I like I don't know if in control like to be in control is the right way to say this, but there's something about creating and the visionary piece of it that I really enjoy and. I guess, you know, doing that at 26, um, that was quite a leap yeah, and a risk. And, I mean, back in the days, here's another funny story. When you go and look at some of the interesting challenges, because I remember back in the day, I wasn't, I mean, I was not making very much money at all. And I remember I had to go to this charity event, because a lot of what I did was go fo photograph charity events. And I went to this charity event um, and I didn't have any gas in my car. And I honestly didn't have any money. So I remember looking through my couch cushions, trying to find enough money to put, so I could put gas in my tank so I could go take pictures of this black tie event um, of philanthropists and rich people in <laughs> Omaha. Um, you know, it, that's just crazy when I, when I think about that. But I know there's a lot of stories out there like that um, of people that are successful, but you do what you have to do to make it work. And that is an example. Um, one other example, if I, if I may, absolutely. Um, I remember I went to photograph, um, I had two events. One was at the Creighton Prep Bash and one was, uh, um, not Zufari, but the opening of the, uh, lead jungle at the zoo. Uh-huh. Now at the time I left my house, I didn't know if I had pneumonia or if I got it when I got home, but I was so sick, but I had to go to these events. There was nobody else to take these photos. So I went and I shot Crate and Prep first, and then I went I went to the lead jungle at the zoo, and it's really hot and steamy in the zoo, you know, in that jungle. Yeah. <laughs> I was so miserable, and I was so, um, I was so sick, and I mean, by the time I got home, I mean, I went to bed, and I ended up having pneumonia, but again, 
I don't encourage people to go out and do things <laughs> when they're sick. I mean, especially now. Um, That's our but, disclaimer for the show. Yeah, yes. Um, but again, I knew I had to, I mean, I had to step up. I had to do what I had to do. Um, it wasn't going to get done if you didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, and it was an important enough thing that, um, you know, it's just, it, you're so in your business so many times. You know, you're, you're in your business, um, and when you step back and kind of look at what you've accomplished, um, it's pretty darn amazing. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons Midland's Business Journal and the sharing story piece is so important because... Letting people, letting the community know, but also letting the business owner know after that interview and once it gets published, um, that's something I'm super proud of too. Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. And I get to do it. I mean, this is my, this is my job and I put quotes around, um, this is my job. This is what I get to do each day. Yeah. Sundays aren't bad days anymore, right? No. You have a seven day a week. You have 365 are you, days. Yeah. Are you kidding? Industry. People say, oh, it's Friday. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whether I'm working or thinking about work, um, I just I I love what I do. It shows. Yeah, yeah. I've been at it for a while. Good for yep. you. Which is a great opportunity to spin it to the future. What What should we expect to see from your publications in the near future? Any changes? Anything new? You know, things are changing so quickly. Um, we are uh, launching, um, I've had Metro TV since 2018, um, but we're going to be launching um, MBJ TV, mm-hmm. um, just an opportunity to have that, that verbal conversation along with the print. Um, but as you know, things are just constantly changing um, now and so quickly. I mean, what if, if we sit here a year from now, there's going to be something different, something new. Um, and I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited on reporting about those things too. But again, I kind of use this, anything is possible. I mean, I'm not afraid of change. Um, I'm not afraid of what's next. You know, I just, I really look forward to what's next. And I think with MBJ, um, the business community just is constantly changing too and growing and there's new businesses coming in. I mean, unfortunately during the pandemic, a lot of businesses did close and, um, but it's nice. And actually a lot of businesses actually opened during that time. It's really interesting um, to see people, the the wheels were in motion and they didn't stop. So And that's just the that's just the cycle. I mean, businesses open and businesses close, and, and we hate to see when they when they close. Um, but it's interesting looking at the cycle of any business because there is one. And I mean, honestly, not all businesses are supposed to be around for a hundred years. Um, I mean, th- that's just it's not that they're not supposed to, but there are the life cycle of a business, and yeah. um, and to really kind of know where you are in that process. Um, and I'm not, and I probably, I don't even know if I should say that cause I'm not even sure where I'm at in the, in the cycle of that business. But I know yeah. that for us, um, whether you're starting, you're in the middle or, or you make a decision that, you know, Hey, for, for your journey, this is the, whether you sell your business or whether you decide, Hey, you know what? It's time to, it's been a good run and it's time to step away. It's not right. always some tragic 
um, you know, circumstance when a business is, when a business closes, but uh, business is just a celebration. Um, life, you know, we could not exist without businesses. Um, they're here for a reason. And to really know, I think kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about, to know, just really know who your audience is or who, who you serve. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes businesses, and I totally have done this for my for my business. You start to think that you need to serve everybody, everyone and everything, you know, um, or how can you reach more people or reach a greater demographic? Um, sometimes that's appropriate. Um, but sometimes you just really need to look at who are the people that you serve? Who is your customer? Who is your client? And get really good, really good at that. Sage advice. Yeah. Spoken by somebody who's been there, who's, done uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> personally and consulted. I can't even imagine how many people on how to find their right audience. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, um, it's something I think you just have to check in every now and then, and and just make sure that um, you're doing. Yeah, you're doing what you do best. Indeed. So as we were planning for this episode. Um, you wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about, this is the Heartland Franchise Guy yes. podcast. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about um, why franchise entrepreneurs should be interested in paying attention to the Binless Business yeah. Journal. Well, and I have to tell you, Blake, um, having conversations with you, I really have a better understanding of that franchise owner. Um, and, I, and I just want to say thank you. Um, Welcome. Because these these owners, um, and really knowing franchise owners and these businesses that, for whatever reason, they have you know their heart um, is you know into the industry or the. It'll be interesting because we are have we have a franchise issue coming up, and we're interviewing some people about why, um, you know, why did they choose the industry? What was the you know attraction to go? to a franchise operation versus starting your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we talked about when we had coffee, starting your own business, um, that's not easy at all. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so there is something about um, the franchise piece and the the families um, that decide to do that and, and how that does, that, that, that creates potentially a much brighter future for them as well from a financial standpoint. Um, and MBJ, you know, really looking at sharing those stories on a, on a more regular basis with, with these franchise owners. Um, and it, I just, I find it fascinating. So for me, it's almost somewhat selfish as I'm really looking forward to learning more, um, about what, what makes a franchise owner tick, you know, um, because they're a business owner and they're a local business owner. Um, so yep. I'm excited. We, we're incorporated locally. We pay local taxes, hire local people, yeah. volunteer locally. We've just chosen Absolutely. to we've chosen to attach our wagon to um, somebody that has some credibility and experience that we can learn from. Yeah. I think it's I think it's awesome. This is America, you know, it's awesome. Well said. I mean they do it in other <laughs> under other countries, but um yeah. Remember that question that you said that you were gonna think on for a little bit? Um, about some of the most interesting stories? Uh, yes. Anything um, come to mind yet? Darn it. Um, 
oh, you're gonna have to have me back, and I'll and I'll bring a bunch. All of All right. Them. Well, I mean, I'll everybody heard it live. I Andy's will, coming I, back I for another episode. I will bring a bunch of inspiring stories. Um, there, there, there's a lot of them. There are so many in there. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've always enjoyed about the Midlands Business Journal and probably all of your publications is that you do you, you make it very human. It's a personalized yeah. element, and it, and it is about that business and what that business is doing in the community and. I love how you look at it from all perspectives, the employees, yeah, uh, the customer that is serving, the families that is helping, and of course, yeah, the people that founded it. Right. And I think one thing, too, that's really, um, I don't want to call it a hot topic, but it's, it's, it's a priority now, is com- um, company culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the culture that the company um, is inviting people to be a part of, yeah. or not inviting people to be a part <laughs> of, um, you know? But that's really important, um, along with the giving culture of a company and how they impact the community and give back. Those are things that you did not see um, 10, 20 years ago. Um, Positive development. Yeah, yeah. And especially now, it's important, even when you, a lot of times, you know, your employees now are not working in the office or they're working partly at home or partly in the office um, and creating a culture where, you're engaged. I mean, engagement is a big thing and really important. So speaking of engagement, as we're wrapping up here, tell me a little bit about the best way for people to get in touch with you if they're looking to either be a part of the MBJ or to learn how to become a subscriber to it. What's the best way to get in touch Absolutely. with you guys? Well, we have a wonderful website, which is, which is number one, and it's so easy, mbj.com. Yes. Um, and we actually launched it a year ago, but yeah, there's so many, you know, there's lots of different ways to get a hold of it. I mean, you can get a hold of me personally. We've got our sales department. We've got our editorial department. Um, you can subscribe from the site. You can also, uh, like I said, submit a story idea, Yes. um, which I just encourage people to do that. Um, we want to know who you are and what you're doing. So, and, and we want to know how to get a hold of you as well. So mbj.com. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you you so much for being here with us today. You're welcome. Really appreciate all the advice that you shared with us. Yeah, thank you. It was an honor. But have me back. Now, we're committed to it. (laughs) Yeah, yes. It's on tape. I'll have stories. (laughs) And we want to have you come back as well. Uh, As Andy was saying, the important thing is sharing the information that you're learning and sharing the stories. So please don't keep our podcast a secret. Share it, subscribe, follow, and like it. And we hope that you'll share this episode with anybody who could use a little inspiration for why small business and why to stick with small business through tough times. Thank you all for being here again. One more thank you to Andy Hoig. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. We'll see you all here again on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. A Media Production.